Our top stories this week. Tilray beers? New York loves sucking down cannabis. And Canopy's growth still under doubt despite revenue rise. Welcome to this new episode of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. If by the end of this episode you've really enjoyed what you've heard, we'd love it if you give us a follow in your favorite podcast app. We like Apple Podcasts, but the choice is yours. Tilray expands into craft beer. Cannabis company Tilray Brands is planning to diversify its alcohol segment with the intent to acquire eight beer and beverage brands from Anheuser-Busch. The brands will acquire Shocktop, Breckenridge Brewery, Blue Point Brewing Company, Ten Barrel Brewing Company, Red Hook Brewery, Widmer Brothers Brewing, Square Mile Cider Company, and Highball Energy. The transaction includes current employees, breweries, and brew pubs. Chairman and CEO Erwin D. Simon said, Today's announcement both solidifies our national leadership position and share in the U.S. craft brewing market and marks a major step forward in our diversification strategy. New York, biggest global cannabis consumer. CFAH has updated its 2023 cannabis price index, collecting data on cannabis prices from 140 cities worldwide and ranking them from least costly to most expensive for both illegal and legal weed. The new data from CFAH has shown that New York City is the biggest cannabis consumer in the US, consuming up to 62.3 metric tons a year. This is followed by Sydney, Australia, where cannabis is illegal, where 45.8 tons of cannabis is consumed per year. Los Angeles, US, where 35 tons of legal cannabis is consumed. And Chicago, where 29.9 tons of legal cannabis is consumed. The fifth highest consuming city across the globe is Rome, 21.9 grams of illegal per year. When accounting for both illegal and legal across the globe, the index also reveals cannabis flower price per gram, showing Tokyo as the most expensive cannabis in the world at $33.8 per gram, followed by Dublin in Ireland, Tallinn, Estonia, Rishon, Letzion, and Israel. Canopy growth revenue rise, but Canopy growth has reported growing revenues and falling losses, but has again raised doubts over its ability to keep its head above water financially moving forward. The Canadian cannabis giant unveiled its first quarter results this week, seeing net revenue increase by 2.7% year-on-year to 108.7 million Canadian dollars, which is said, which it said was aided by 127% growth in its sports nutrition arm, BioSteel. It also saw revenues from the Canadian medical cannabis market increase by around 7% year on year. Despite the positive sales growth in Q1, Canopy cautioned that due to seasonal trends, sales are expected to be lower in the coming quarter. Meanwhile, its ongoing cost-cutting drive saw its quarterly EBITDA losses drop from 79 million Canadian to 57.8 million Canadian year-on-year. Furthermore, the company said that it had achieved cost reductions of 47 million Canadian dollars in the quarter and 172 million this year so far. In other news for North America, a looming government shutdown could derail the progress of the SAFE Banking Act, despite $2.4 million spent on lobbying in the first half of 2023. 
the long-awaited crucial legislation, which would guarantee US cannabis companies access to banking, could see its progress complicated by an October shutdown, according to MJ Biz Daily. Despite making history by securing a mid-May informational hearing, the Safe Banking Act markup hearing, in which the amendments are introduced and debated, has seen continued delays. Bipartisan disagreements over the final details of the bill has meant that this markup hearings missed both its promised June and July dates, with the Senate now adjourning for the August recess without that hearing taking place. When lawmakers return on September the 5th, the race will be on to pass necessary spending bills in order to avoid a government shutdown on October 1st. A new bill, HB 611, has been signed in New Hampshire that will establish a commission that will prepare for the legalization of cannabis. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu signed the bill that will establish both eligibility criteria for the therapeutic cannabis program and establish a commission to study state-controlled sales of cannabis. Governor Sununu stated, New Hampshire has an opportunity to safely regulate the sale of marijuana with a model few others can provide. By establishing a commission to study state-controlled sales, this bill will bring stakeholders from across New Hampshire together to ensure that preventing negative impacts upon kids remains our number one priority. Cannabis retail licensing in New York has been temporarily halted as ordered by Judge Kevin Bryant. The New York State Cannabis Control Board and New York's Office of Cannabis Management have had a case brought against them by four service-disabled military veterans. The veterans claim the authorities wrongly prevented them from being granted cannabis retail licenses, despite service-disabled military veterans being classed as a subset of eligible social equity candidates. Under state law, in order to be eligible, the veterans would also have had to have had a cannabis-related conviction before 31st of March 2021. The temporary halt to New York's Conditional Adult Use Retail Dispensary Scheme, CAURD, has been put in place until the case can be heard in the Supreme Court. Wisconsin is one of a handful of the last remaining states in the US that's not yet legalized the use of medical cannabis. A number of attempts have already been made in the state to legalize cannabis. However, they've had no success. The latest attempt in May was voted down by Republicans. However, now, Wisconsin Republican politician speaker Robin Voss has stated the party plans to introduce a medical cannabis bill later this year. Although a longtime supporter of the introduction of some form of medical cannabis program, Voss has previously stated he does not want to introduce a retail market. With Minnesota legalizing retail cannabis sales on August 1st, Wisconsin's now surrounded by states that have legalized use of the plant. And a recent analysis from the Legislative Fiscal Bureau found that in 2022, Wisconsin citizens were traveling to Illinois to purchase cannabis products, contributing around $36 million in tax. And now Europe's headlines. Israel could soon see a dramatic increase in the number of medical cannabis patients as the government publishes proposals for sweeping reforms aimed at streamlining access. On Monday, that was August the 7th, the health ministry published its highly anticipated proposals for medical cannabis reform in Israel, which has already seen the stock prices of local cannabis operators spike. 
The sweeping reforms, which are expected to begin being rolled out from December this year, are great news for tens of thousands of Israeli citizens and the economy, at least according to Health Minister Mosh Abel. While some have argued the changes do not go far enough to ensure timely access for many patients, there's a general consensus this is a positive and significant step forward for the industry. Business of Cannabis has summarized the key elements of the new reforms on our website. Feel free to go check them out at businessofcannabis.com. Link in the show notes. As the Czech government prepares to unveil its proposals for an adult-use cannabis market, it faces one major remaining obstacle, says a leading pro-cannabis politician. The handbrake was pulled on Germany's efforts to deliver comprehensive cannabis reform last month, when the continent's bureaucratic overlords expressed reservations about the proposed speed and nature of reform. This leaves the Czech Republic as the primary mover, and one of its leading politicians believes the main obstacle it now faces is the 1995 Schengen Agreement, which enshrined into law an obligation to permit free movement across the 27 member states. Speaking to Business of Cannabis, Mikolas Pexa, chairperson of the European Pirate Party, said, Any country wishing to legalize cannabis faces obstacles making legislation compliant with international agreements. However, this is achievable particularly for countries outside the European Union, but the biggest obstacle for countries in the EU is the Schengen Agreement. International medical cannabis operator IM Cannabis has now received its second warning from NASDAQ regarding its share price months after pushing through a share price consolidation to remain on the exchange. Last week, IM Cannabis, which now operates in Israel and Germany, received a written warning from the exchange that it's, quote, not in compliance with the minimum bid price requirements, end quote. It comes as IM Cannabis's stock price fell below $1 in June and remained below the minimum threshold for over 30 days. In order to prevent being delisted, it has until January 31st, 2023 to bring its share price back above $1 for 10 consecutive days. Business of Cannabis reported last July that IM Cannabis had received its first minimum bid price warning from NASDAQ, with the company forced to resort to a 110 reverse stock split in November, forcing its share price back above the threshold. A growing number of schemes aimed at offering industrial hemp farmers an additional and potentially significant revenue stream through the issuance of carbon credits have begun to emerge over the past year. Despite the controversy surrounding much of the carbon credits market, the potential opportunities are beginning to turn the heads of many investment-staffed UK cannabis businesses. While the crop's green credentials have long been touted by the industry, the carbon credit framework, alongside a major new research project, could be the tip of the spear used to break stifling regulations and unlock the potential of hemp for both the UK's economy and climate. The British Hemp Alliance's founder, Rebecca Sharman, told Business of Cannabis, Five years ago, hemp was considered the poor Cinderella of the cannabis industry, and no one really talked to us. I would say in the next two or three years, when the data comes together, we're going to see hemp being considered a really, really important crop for the future. The rollout of cannabis reform in Malta is said to have brought a significant transformation in the health and well-being of consumers, despite some concerns from opposition groups that cannabis is becoming normalised. 
In December of 2021, Malta became the first country in Europe to give the green light to cannabis for recreational use. Under the Cannabis Reform Act, consumers are now permitted to carry up to 7 grams of cannabis in public and grow four plants at home, without risk of prosecution. As part of its roadmap to reform, Malta opted to implement a social club model, as opposed to establishing a commercial market, with consumers required to purchase cannabis through non-profit associations. Reflecting on the developments over the last 18 months, Andrew Bonello, president of Relief Malta, the country's main advocacy group, says the bill's been hugely beneficial for consumers, offering some protection from criminalization and social stigma, while also fostering a sense of community. A number of Israeli cannabis stocks shot up this week following the release of new proposed amendments to the country's medical cannabis framework, which could significantly increase patient numbers. On the day following their publication, Israel's largest cannabis operator, Intercure, saw its Nasdaq-listed stock spike as much as 11% to $1.70, bringing it out of historic lows, though it has since fallen back to around $1.60 at the time of reading this to you. Elsewhere. Panaxia Labs also saw its stock price increase around 4% this week, following a much steeper rise of nearly 18% in the previous week, likely in anticipation of the sweeping reforms, many of which were leaked before publication. This was also true of Search Medical Labs, which saw an increase of around 11% this week, off the back of a 10% increase in the week previous. As always, you can read more about all of this week's top stories on our website, businessofcannabis.com. Again, the link in the show notes. Cannabis events. We've got a couple of upcoming events to invite you to and an update. Our flagship conference, Business of Cannabis New York, will now take place a month later on the 3rd of November of this year. We'll once again bring together the most influential businesses, financial institutions and policymakers from across the sector for a packed one-day programme providing best-in-class networking opportunities with key industry figures, sought-after insights, and a trusted knowledge hub for the New York cannabis industry. You can grab your tickets today and join us on the 3rd of November, 2023, that updated date. Also, after a hugely successful event in London recently, tickets are now on sale for Cannabis Europa 2024. Next year will be the 10th installment of Europe's premier B2B cannabis conference at Expo. Tickets on sale via Eventbrite and cannabis-europa.com. Oh, and by the way, back to Business of Cannabis New York on November the 3rd. Sponsorship applications for Business of Cannabis New York are now open. If you'd like to find out more and apply, visit cannabisnewyork.live or email info at businessofcannabis.com. Links, as always, to all the info in our show notes. Well, that's it for another episode of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. And if you've enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes, we would love it if you drop us a review in your favorite podcast listening app of choice. We love Apple Podcasts, and trust me, it really helps other people make a decision to listen to this show. So we'd love it if you did it. 